With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Moments away. Moments away yeah, from straight. Right on time. There he is. Right on time. As per New Zealand, very timely. <laughs> As per your big league program, right? That's it. <laughs> Exactly. That's it. Exactly. What a weekend. How's your weekend? How's your weekend, Staffy? Just incredible. Like, I know you guys aren't as big into rugby as we are, but we had four <laughs> quarterfinals that were just incredible. Just incredible. Yeah. We're a, um, I think, you know, in, in rugby league terms, well, I think we're a third tier rugby nation, aren't we? Uh, no, you're still top tier, but geez. Are we? Just, Good. you got to hang in. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I I went to uh, had to drop my young bloke over to his job on um, Sunday morning at seven o'clock, uh, working with Stewie Dickinson with the uh, cleaning out the dog kennels and walking the dogs and all that too. And Stewie's mate Jacko Jackson was there working. Uh, he's of New Zealand descent. Mm-hmm. I said, "G'day, Jacko. How are you?" He said, "Nervous." <laughs> <laughs> And there he's pulled the phone out of the pocket and he's there watching watching the he said half time, half time. And then I saw him afterwards, I said, Way, well done, how traumatic with that thirty four, thirty five phases at the end and he said, Yeah, I had to tell the boys that at seven thirty we had a little fifteen minute rugby break <laughs> to watch the last stages of the match. How has the country responded, mate? Oh like uh, like part relief, part ecstatic, yeah. like yeah. um just Every single player played well, right down to a guy who came on for the last five minutes to replace Sam Kane. And in that last four minutes, he made nine tackles and missed none. Um, And he only played four or five minutes and he was absolutely exhausted at the end. But that that last five minutes was just, just, I mean, I can say it now, it's just theatre. It would have been devastating if we hadn't won it. It was something pretty special. To my Irish brother-in-law, Nige, who got a heap of people round to his place, 5 a.m. Brisbane time. Um, he was devastated. <laughs> like, he was just devastated. He was fully kitted out. Um, they've never got past the quarterfinal stage. And this is a side that's been ranked number one in the world. I think it was their first loss in 17 matches. It's um, devastating, devastating for them. Um, all right. What about this, mate? Michael Check has taken the Argentina side into the World Cup semi-finals <laughs> against New Zealand. I mean, it's a mismatch, as the other game looks as well, too, South Africa, England. But that's extraordinary for Argentina. Yeah, look, they were benefactors along with England and Australia of getting the easier side of the draw, of course. True. Um, but, you know, you still have to win games. Wales were the other ones <laughs> as well, but you still have to win games. Um, yes, Eddie. Yes, Eddie. I mean... <laughs> No, no offence requ- um, intended, but Argentina and England should get absolutely flogged with this, this weekend. They yeah. probably won't because there's so much on the line. I could see both us and South Africa playing a bit more conservatively, making sure they get that win. But heck of a performance by Argentina. And they've got the one thing that the rest of the rugby nations in the world haven't gotten. I don't mean Michael Checker. I mean South American 
passion, fervour, feel no pain, we can beat anyone type thing. And they did it to the All Blacks last year under Czech and David Kidwell. I I can't see them doing it again, but can't and won't are two different words. So here's the other thing with France losing in that huge match against South Africa. Does it open up the opportunity, if you're from England, um, but if you're from Argentina or New Zealand, you go there now to the semifinals and the finals, you're a much better chance of getting a ticket. (laughs) You are. I mean, the scalpers. um, I talked to Jamie Heaslett, former Irish number eight, this morning. Um, We're going to play that interview tomorrow. He said 60,000 Irish left last week for France. 60,000 of them. Wow. How many of them made it to France? Um, they all make it. Uh, Did they? Well done. They all make it. Uh, between 35 and 38,000 had tickets and went, yeah. and the others just went to be in France, yeah. and they experienced that. And, and I'm not going to poo-poo on the Irish. They beat us last year. They have bought so many latent sports fans from the Northern Hemisphere and from New Zealand and other parts of the world to the game of rugby with the way they've played and the way they've made other teams play to compete with them. They've been a breath of fresh air on the yeah. world rugby calendar. Yeah. Anyway, we're not a rugby nation nor a cricket nation. We're more of a rugby league slash netball nation. Yes, yes you are. Here. So just, <laughs> just to let you know. Your netballers are pretty good. Oh, they're, they're outstanding. They're nearly as – well, I mean, we've got the women's cricket team. They're phenomenal. Yes, they um, are. The Diamonds are pretty – pretty red hot as well. The rugby league team's a good one. Although, that's a very strong side that Madge is still... How is our man Semi? Is he okay with Madge taking on the New South Wales job? Or is Look, he... He's got the day off again today. Oh, because he called the game. He called it, He called the early game. So he was in work 2.30 this morning, so I can sort of excuse him that. I oh, can, I can excuse him that. The, in the rugby yeah. league, um, I want to talk about the Jillaroos and, the, and our Kiwis. Kiwi Ferns, yeah. Um, nine debutants in the Kiwi Ferns. Jimmy, this this to me, last year, last time we played them, Aussie put 50 on us. This time they put 16 on us. Yeah. This is massive for Women's League in New Zealand and it shows how good having a lot of Kiwis now in the NRLW and what a great competition that is for upping our skills, upping our exposure, the whole lot. Yeah, absolutely. So Ricky Henry, I remember watching him uh, after that World Cup final and like he just wanted the ground to swallow him up because yeah. it, it, like it got past embarrassing. And, and that's the, the challenging thing around that one. But as you say, you make a really good point. Start looking through the team sheet now for this Kiwi Fern site, and you're looking at very familiar names, all coming out of the NRL, of the vast majority coming out of the NRLW, and you go, yeah, okay. We've got, uh, got ourselves um, another year exposure to elite-level training, um, a, a freshening up of the entire side, and you know, it's really good. We love this Jillaroo side, right, because it's yeah. a stack full of talent, but... Don't worry, plenty of talent in the Kiwi Fern side as well, which um, augurs well. Mal's taking the team down to Albury after they come back together. Uh, Reuben Cotter had his wedding uh, yesterday, uh, and he got through the game unscathed, so that was that was good. And then uh, Mal's taking them down to Albury to just spread the word a little bit. There. Where's Albury? Where, yeah, it's right on the it's uh, on the Murray River, so it's a border town. So Albury, okay. Wodonga, Albury's on the New South Wales side of the border, and Wodonga is on the Victorian side of the border for that for that game down in Melbourne. So mm. where would Michael Maguire take? Where, where, what area of New Zealand would like exposure to high level 
rugby league players. Oh, we know a lot of teams go to Queenstown because it's so beautiful, but it's bloody expensive. Um, right. Where would he? I, I reckon. Well, he I know should... how tight most of the Kiwis I know are, so that'd be no good. Yeah, well, you know, it's the exchange rate, Jimmy. You know, <laughs> but we've got good chips and pies. Um, I yeah. reckon he should take them to somewhere like Huntley. Huntley. Yeah. What's the What's the key tourist attraction at Huntley? KFC. <laughs> There's a uh, sleepyhead bed manufacturers there, Ooh, and one of our great good. one of our great less listeners, Brett. He's from there. It's it's a good place. It's got a stock car track. So we'll just go and see Brett. Just go and see Brett. Yeah, <laughs> on his wind trainer. And uh, Tawera Nico is from Huntley. Oh wow! What go. a legend! Oh, what a absolutely legend! Absolutely. Uh, hey, we're getting this in too, McHugh, who I know you're oh, familiar with his work. Big fan of McHugh. Uh, Staffy, all the best to the All Blacks in the World Cup. I'm with you, Anzacs. God bless. So there that's you go. It. Bit of support. That's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I won't write the, read the next one. <laughs> Come on, McHugh. Be nice. Be nice. <laughs> hey, Staffy, great to chat, mate. Enjoy your week. Yes, we'll you do too, it again sir. on Friday. Okay, buddy. There, uh, he, there is. he is. We both said there he is, Jimmy Smith from across the ditch. We should take a break and we'll find out what happened back in the day.